It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. We're Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And this show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. We're going to talk some NFL draft coming up in a little bit. Because these pro day numbers come in, and I think it's important that we sort of remind ourselves what is and and isn't important to the Packers and and how those things might be changing. Let's start though with some breaking news from yesterday, and and that might be overselling it a little bit in terms of what it really is. You're not going to get the da, 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 um, update. It's not it's not really like that. But Mike Silver went on the NFL Network yesterday and said. Um, that, you know, the the Packers have done nothing in free agency so far, and that one of the reasons is that they're working on a restructure with Aaron Rodgers. And he added, you know, how this ultimately looks or their reticence to do it um, could reflect their feeling of Rodgers long term. This is this is not breaking new ground in terms of the analysis. We know that if the Packers camp shows reluctance to extend Rodgers, certainly, but even if they show reluctance to restructure, which would mean pushing money out into, you know, the 2022-2023 seasons when it would become much more difficult to, to move on from Rodgers, uh, then that says something about what they view as his future in Green Bay, right? We know that. This is something that that we've talked about a lot on this show. What Ian Rappaport added was that this deal is holding up Packers free agency. And remember Rob Domoski, uh, you know, a week or two ago reported they've been talking to some mid-tier corners and some mid-tier defensive linemen. And, you know, if they wanted to do the deal, presumably, you know, it is it is normal for a team to have the option to simply restructure any bit of salary that they want to and turn it into signing bonus base salary and then roster bonuses. We still don't know if that roster bonus was paid. They could have pushed that back as part of this negotiation. They if it is the case and we assume it is because it is usually the case unless it was otherwise written into the contract and we have no reason to believe it was or at least there is no reporting that it was. Green Bay does not have to talk to Rodgers about it. They could just do it. Now, that could mean that it's his camp pushing for it. Hey, let me help. The problem with that theory, or at least 
the, the problem with it, if we view it from the lens of that's the only side that's interested in doing it is Green Bay needs the money. Green Bay, they basically have no other way to do this than to use Rogers' contract. And that, I think, does not set up for a contentious negotiation. Green Bay needs the money. Aaron Rodgers has the money. Now, what he could be saying is, look, let's just do an extension. Rather than restructure it, let's do an extension. I can help you this year and next year. And when the cap spikes in 2023, you'll take care of me. A reasonable position, by the way, from the quarterback. And the team may be going, mm, maybe we don't want to do that. Now, why would the team engage with Rodgers at all if we are working from the starting point that they do not have to get Rodgers permission to move this money? Why would they engage with him at all? And the answer, I think, is that he's Aaron Rodgers and that he has earned the right to essentially bargain for his future. And if if he wants to do this, then Green Bay is saying, okay, let's talk about how you want to do it. What is it going to look like? And how can we make this as mutually beneficial as possible? Now, I stand by my theory that this is a leverage game from Rodgers. That he went to them and said, I know you need my money. Or... Hey, they went to him and said, hey, we, we want to redo some of the money. And he said, cool, but it has to be to sign someone. Well, the list of players available is dwindling. Adoree Jackson signed for big money yesterday with the Giants. And, you know, we're, we're still going to see these guys that Green Bay could potentially pick off, you know, available. There are there are some players who could come in and be impact guys. Richard Sherman is still out there. What I would like to see. And what we may be experiencing without even knowing it, this may be going on behind closed doors, is for someone like Rogers to call Richard Sherman and say, hey, Sherm, uh, I think you should come play in Green Bay and I'm going to redo the money. I'm going to I'm going to make sure the money comes out of my salary, not comes out of, but you get it. I, we're going to use my salary to restructure so you'll come. Isn't every free agent out there going, hey, I'll take a little bit less if Aaron Rodgers is willing to give up money for me? Or at least, not every free agent, because some guys are just going, get me the max amount. Kenny Galladay probably said, get me the max amount. Uh, Adoree Jackson probably said, get me the max amount. Preston and Zedaria Smith admitted that that's what they, they told their agents. Get me the most money. Someone like Richard Sherman? Maybe someone like Casey Hayward? Maybe they, there needs to be some, some uh, bridge mending there. Maybe there needs to be some counseling done. Couldn't Rogers call Hayward and say, Casey, listen, uh, we didn't get to finish this the first time. Come back. Let's finish it. And I'll make sure that the money that I restructure goes in your pocket. Aren't, they, aren't those guys saying, bet? Let's go. Isn't that a great selling point for them? And it might be happening. It might be happening. We don't know. It hasn't been reported. And usually these things come out after. Hey, I got a text. So-and-so said, let's do this. You know, that kind of thing. And when they're already free agents, you know, there's no questions about tampering. You know, if they're under contract, 
it, there becomes this, you know, weird gray area where like players can text other players or they can tweet other players. Hey, come play for us or whatever. You know, that that is, uh, you know, something that I, that has always made me laugh. But of course, if a coach said it in a press conference, that's tampering. But a player could literally call another player and say, hey, let's team up. And it's not or whatever, whatever the, the case may be in that in that instance where you text or tweet or whatever. That's totally chill. We know we know Tom Brady told his guys in Tampa, let's keep this together. Let's make this work. Let's all take a little less so we can run it back and win a Super Bowl. And that's his perspective. Now that, you know, that might be Roger's perspective too. And he may have said that. It just hasn't been reported. Of course, Tom Brady makes sure everything that he does and says gets reported, especially when it makes him look good. He has a lot of friendly people, people friendly to him in the media who will, who will breathlessly report all of these kinds of things. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is doing that. Maybe maybe Rodgers is the reason guys like Adrian Amos, Zadarius Smith, Billy Turner, or Preston Smith were all amenable to you know some of these different kinds of things. Maybe not. Maybe not. But wouldn't that be great to hear after the fact? Oh, yeah, Richard Sherman comes in and says, yeah, well, I talked to Rodgers and he said the money was going to be, you know, the money that they reworked his deal for, that that, that was... The reason I came that he he recruited me and said, here's the money out of my pocket, big dog. I mean, what a sales pitch. What a sales pitch. If you're a free agent, why wouldn't you come to Green Bay if that was was the, the situation that you were facing? If that was the full course press that was put on to try and acquire you. Of course you would sign. Now, you know, maybe that's not Roger's style and, you know, maybe, you know, whatever. I mean, there's there's a million reasons why that might never happen. Maybe Rodgers and Sherman, you know, don't have a great relationship. Maybe maybe Rodgers and Casey Hayward don't have a great relationship. I don't know. Now, Casey Hayward did uh, defend Rodgers when when the, the Ty Dunn piece came out. And, uh, I, I, you know, that that is potentially worth mentioning. I, I do think Casey Hayward is still a name to watch. Uh, especially in this case with Rodgers. And and I don't want this to get lost in this. The fans are mad that the Packers ever moved on from Casey Hayward. The fans would embrace Hayward right away. And for someone that has not played in a meaningful football game basically since he left Green Bay, you would think that Hayward, who is you know in his 30s now, would value the opportunity to go win a Super Bowl. He could be, I mean, he he really could be the missing piece. Would he, that relationship was not great after he left. The Packers, that was the, the rust ball negotiation such that such a thing existed. He did not leave Green Bay on good terms. He did not appreciate the way that that, that went. And so maybe maybe that bridge is burned. I, I hope he realizes and remembers that the fans, I mean, you guys are still mad at Ted Thompson for how that went down and Russ Ball and the Packers organization, that he was allowed to walk and then became a Pro Bowl caliber corner in San Diego. Now, he's not that anymore, but as a zone primary corner anyway, 
He fits the system. And that is a name that he's not going to get the three years, 39 that a Jory Jackson got with 26 million guaranteed. He's just not going to get that. Not at this age. And I'd be surprised, you know, if he got over, you know, a three years, 30 would be a lot for him at this point in his career. It would make sense for him to come. And he is the perfect kind of guy, someone with a pre-existing relationship with Aaron Rodgers for QB1 to go recruit. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action you care about. Football is long over, but guess what's coming up? The NFL Draft. Guess what you can bet on? The NFL Draft. Plus the NBA, college basketball, March Madness in full swing, the NHL, and baseball right around the corner. Plus Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put money in, they will match it up to 50% when you use the promo code locked on. So just for being a listener to this show, they're going to give you essentially free money. Promo code locked on gets you 50% on your deposit in free money from bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. David Harrison here, the locked on Washington football team podcast celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. So as these numbers from Pro Days pour in, a couple things. Number one, don't take them as gospel. Um, we know every year that the numbers from the combine and the numbers at the pro day are often wildly different. And some of that is preparation. Some of that is nerves. Some of that is, um, fudging of the numbers. So take everything basically and, and look at, okay, what if it were only 90% as good or put another way, take those numbers and say, okay, what if they were 10% worse? 10%, 15% worse. Just a little bit. Oh, he ran 4.45. Yeah, he probably ran 4.5 flat. It's stuff like that. And, And that's okay. The questions come in when the numbers aren't great. And not just not good, not great. If they're not good, you're just done. If you don't have good pro day numbers, you're just done. And, and, you know, there's already a couple of players who have really hurt themselves by just, I don't know, not being in shape. And we saw Ja'Kai Polite basically work himself out of the league before he even got in it. You know, guy was going to be a first round pick, showed up at the combine, unprepared, overweight, and really never got back on track. And it, it ruined his career. 
It really did. And maybe, you know, those are related, maybe, you know, work ethic or whatever it is, discipline, diet. These are all, these are all things that you have to have as a professional. And maybe he just didn't have it. The reason I bring this up is you look at a a cornerback and we know corner is going to be on the menu here. Asante Samuel Jr. Man, love his tape. Packers talked to him. Brian Gutekinds was at the Florida State Pro Day in person. Then he measures in at 5'10", basically 5'10 flat. A buck 80. Runs decent times, high 4'4s, low 4'5s. He's probably a mid 4'5s. He doesn't look slow on tape, but he's probably a a 4'5s, you know, low 4'5s guy. Speed is not a problem, but he's not a great athlete. And the other numbers back that up. Didn't jump really high. Didn't didn't jump really long. Didn't have a great three cone. Was okay. I'm sub sub seven, so that's good. Didn't have a very good short shuttle. And you can say those are just numbers, and they are. They are just numbers. But the numbers matter to Green Bay, and they are unlikely to take a flyer on. A guy who does not fit their their preferred athletic profile. You got to be six foot as a receiver. Got to be five eleven as a corner. You got to you know you you have to be able to run a sub seven three cone. These are things that it's not that they're non negotiable for the Packers, but they matter to Green Bay because they they hint at athleticism and there are there is a lot of data. We've done a lot of studies on this. That show that these athletic measurables do matter. Now, 40 time for a receiver, for example, doesn't really matter. 40 time for a corner, actually legitimately important. And and more as cutoff points. So you run 4-5-5 as a corner. It's really tough to be good. And there are a couple of guys who have done it. You know, Richard Sherman didn't run really fast. He didn't jump really high. He turned out to be a, a really, really good player. Turned out to be one of the best corners of his generation. Arguably the best. That doesn't mean that you should bank on every guy who's 6'3", 215, who doesn't run fast. Oh, well, Richard Sherman. No, Richard Sherman is the exception that proves the rule. And so Asante Samuel fancies himself a Jair Alexander clone. Plays like Jair Alexander, the same size as Jair Alexander. Jair's a little taller. But Jair's also an outstanding athlete. A sub 4440. A much better three cone. The athleticism, the twitchiness, the explosiveness, the dynamic physical ability is not the same. And it was that, along with the playmaking skills... That made Jair Alexander a first-round pick. Now, Asante Samuel has similar playmaking skills and a similar play style. Physically reminds me more of Casey Hayward in the way that he moves. He he glides, not nearly as twitchy as someone like Jair. And so, just the same way you don't want to count it twice, you know, Eric Stokes puts up this, you know, incredible athletic profile. But you can see it on tape. He's fast. He's explosive. It's validating what you see on tape. Now, this raises some questions because, yeah, Asante Samuel plays bigger than he is. And, yeah, he plays faster than he is. And his playmaking and his instincts and his intelligence make up for a lot. 
And if you're Green Bay, I think if you're Green Bay, you can justify it more than some other teams because uh, you have Jair Alexander. Not every team has Jair Alexander. So maybe they're a little more willing to step outside their, their parameters, specifically because this guy does not have to come in and be CB1. He can be CB2, can play in the slot, et cetera, et cetera. But his teammate, Marvin Wilson, defensive lineman, he's just like, they're not going to draft him. They're just not going to draft him. He's not athletic enough. I mean, you have a relative athlete score uh, uh, under five. You know, you're a below average athlete at your position. You're just off the board. Unless you have special, special talent and, you know, it, it doesn't seem to matter. You're just off the board. And unfortunately for him, he's he's probably not going to get drafted by Green Bay. Just not athletic enough. And I understand the criticisms that come from fans. Oh, you know, they need to be looking for good football players and you shouldn't pass on a really good football player because of X, Y, Z. And, and I think those are valid points. But when you look at, you know, the historical averages, for example, the three cone is one with offensive linemen that is an indicator. And if you look at size, you know, height, weight, and three cone, and you combine them, you're looking at a hit rate that's much higher than just the average NFL hit rate. And the reason is because you prioritize those athletes with those traits. That's It's a baseline. It's, it is a statistic of exclusion. If you don't fit this, you need to have these other superlative skills that make up for that lack of athleticism. And so it is important that we look at these numbers and say, okay, maybe they're not as good as they appear to be. But if you're, you've had extra time to prepare an extra month from what would normally be the combine and you're still not putting up outstanding numbers, that means you're just not an outstanding athlete. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be a good football player, but when you bank on outliers, you play a dangerous game. Because, yeah, you you want a smaller uh, quarterback who you know relies a lot on improvisation, you might get Russell Wilson. You also might get Johnny Manziel. And in the middle, you might get Baker Mayfield. You might get Kyler Murray. But you're, you're more likely to get Johnny Manziel or Seneca Wallace or Doug Flutie. Oh, yeah, you can bank on an unathletic offensive tackle and hope that you get Orlando Brown. But you're just as likely to get Isaiah Wilson or Eric Flowers. These guys just aren't athletic enough. They're just not good enough. So if you have good tape and you meet the baseline standard, because the tape is first. The tape is first. Okay, are they a good football player? Okay, yes. Or are there flashes of them being a good football player? Okay, if there are only flashes, if we just see them fits and starts, then are they an elite athlete, an ultra elite athlete? If you're going to bank on a project, this is the Rashawn Gary notion. If if you're not an outstanding pass rusher now, do you have the physical tools to be? That's important. Now, if you have good tape and you have just okay numbers, then we, we then we have to have this conversation. Now, Green Bay cares more about it at some positions than other positions. They seem to care more at receiver. They seem to care more offensive line. They seem to care more at corner. 
safety, they're sort of all over the place. And, you know, tight end, they're sort of all over the place. Running back, they're sort of all over the place. But athleticism matters. And I don't I don't want this to be oh workout warriors. I just I don't want you to be that fan that says, I don't want a workout warrior, I want a good football player. It all matters. It's all part of the evaluation. Try not to avoid taking a good football player just because they didn't test great. But if they test poorly, you're probably not gonna hit. Statistically speaking, you're just probably not gonna hit. You're more likely a guy is more likely to have not only upside, but more likely to reach that upside if they have the athletic traits, if they have the physical ability. More often than not, the reason guys fail is they don't have the mental makeup. They don't have, Johnny Menzel did not have the mental makeup. Isaiah Wilson right now, it's a sad story. The guy played like five snaps this year for the Tennessee Titans, gets traded for a seventh round pick to the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins wave him because he was late to an onboarding meeting and then skipped a workout he said he was going to go to. You just can't do that stuff. And unfortunately, you don't always know when you're drafting the guy that that's what you're going to get. You don't always know that when they get to the NFL and they get that first contract and they get it just for being them, that they're, they might just stop working or they might never have have had it or they might never have been you know, mature enough to deal with it. That's the Manziel thing. Guy just wanted to play the way he wanted to play, wanted to live the way that he wanted to live and didn't want to put in the work. And that's just what it is. That's why you hear, you know, Fatu Melifanwu said that at the senior bowl, the Packers gave him some sort of evaluation. That's why teams care about stuff like that. They care about mental makeup. And, you know, my, my wife at her job, in fact, the last two jobs that she had had to go through an evaluation and, and it's done by like, you know, a former Navy SEAL or something. And they're, they're trying to dig into your mindset. Okay. How does your brain work? What do you, how does your, how do you problem solve? How do you overcome adversity? Usually those are the traits that are the hardest to measure. And they're also usually the traits that matter most in how a player succeeds or fails in the NFL. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock. Auto. With the increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counter guy orders the parts on his computer? You have access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online. For 20 years, go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. You know the deal on this. Well, go have your voice heard in the Built Bar madness. Today's matchup, been waiting all day. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night, but I've really been waiting all bracket for this matchup. Chocolate brownie chunk. Versus lemon almond cheesecake. All right, not really, but it's a great matchup. Uh, Chocolate brownie chunk is 
unassailable. But the the fruit flavors, I have to say, I was a little dubious. They are delicious. And I, I was going to say surprisingly delicious, but it shouldn't be surprising at this point because these are unbelievable protein bars. There's never been anything like them. Go to BuiltBar.com or Built underscore Bar on Twitter to let us know your favorite. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. My guy, Eric Crocker, former NFL defensive back, is going to be on the show to break down this class of corners. Can't wait to talk to him. Um, and then we will do our uh, NFL offseason report card series with uh, cornerbacks coming up. I think we'll do it next week um, just so we can let this one settle a little bit. Um, and and uh, separate, you know, some you'll hear some of my thoughts on on what I think about these guys um, in that conversation. But I really want Croc to to break down, you know, the traits and the things that he sees in terms of what he values in a player, um, what what they what they need to succeed, and then see if we can identify some of the guys in this draft who might have that thing. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.